is all I want Now the love I have for you Doesn't fade along with you The reason that I ask I've seen far too many friends Walk away and not come back I won't wash away Like branches and rain I'd rather be kindling in the light Set me on fire like a feather nose I wanna love you more as life goes on So all of my days I place my first, my first game My first, my first For you doesn't fade along with you. The reason that I ask, I've seen far too many friends walk away and not come back. I won't wash away like branches and rain. I'd rather be kindling in the light. Set me on
simple And the way you hold me down is something I'm into Look what we've done Look what we've been through Yeah, just me and you together Nothing we can do It's that dream love You and me love It's that always forever eternity love can't imagine my life without you I am not the man that I am without you I love every single thing about you Yeah, so you know Always gonna lift you up Never gonna pull you down Giving you all my heart Cause your love is sweet Always gonna lift you up Nothing gonna steal your crown Giving you all my heart Cause your love is sweet difficult to see your freedom when all you see that is in front of you reminds you of your past. It's very difficult to see a reason to rejoice. I mean, let's be honest. Some of y'all today, the last thing you felt like saying was, I've seen you move a mountain, and I believe I'll see you do it again. Because quite honestly, some of the mountains you're looking at haven't moved in 53 years. And so while somebody else has got their hands lifted, you're like, I'm glad this is working for them, and I might rock a little bit. But I can't sing that right now. My faith is low right now. Here's the thing God sent me to tell you. You might be on your sixth lap around the walls of Jericho, and this next one might be the one that brings the walls down. Look at me, man. This is what the children of Israel had been doing for 40 years in the wilderness, circling the same path in the wilderness for 40 years under Moses' leadership. So here comes Joshua, and he's supposed to take them into the Promised Land. And This is like when you finally see an improvement. You finally see a possibility. You finally see a little light. You finally see a little hope. And Now Joshua, the first instruction he gives them is to start taking laps just like they've been doing for the last 40 years. And you got to think these guys are asking each other as day after day passes and they keep circling the same walls, the same city, like, man, how many more times are we going to do this? And that's exactly where some of you are asking God today. How much longer is it going to be like this? Because, see, if God would tell me how many laps I had to take, I'd be good. 
I could just set my clock. This is how long it is. This is how much it is. This is what it's going to take. And then I could just settle in and I can walk. It's no problem. I'll walk. But Joshua never told the people how many times they would have to walk. Why? God doesn't want you to trust in your knowledge. He doesn't want you to trust in your senses. He wants to know, will you take another lap even when you don't know if these walls are ever going to fall? I wish I could tell you that this might be your seventh march around the walls of Jericho, but I don't know. What I do know is that every time you walk in faith and obedience to God, even if the walls don't fall, God is working inside of you. God is working inside of you. And even the afflictions that the enemy brings into your life are employed by the grace and the hand of God to make you a masterpiece of his creativity and a design of his function so that you literally become a weapon in the hands of God against the darkness. The scripture doesn't say no weapon will be formed against you. It says no weapon formed against you will prosper. It won't take you out. It won't keep you from your assignment, and it will not keep you from your purpose. I need you to give God a shout of praise about that. But I didn't even tell you the crazy part yet. Because the crazy part isn't that Jehoshaphat focused on God. The crazy part is what the prophet told him before he ever set out. This is a word for somebody. If this is your word, you'll receive it and you'll know it when I say it. He says, verse 17, you will not have to fight this battle. Now, why would God tell them not to fight a battle when they're being attacked? Because it's not their battle. So listen to it again. You will not have to fight this battle. Say it to the person next to you. You will not have to fight this battle. Now, that does not apply to you if there's something in your power that you can do that God has given you to do in obedience. But if the battle is bigger than you, it's not your battle. And God sent me here today to tell you he wants his battle back. There are some things that you have been trying to fight in your own strength and figure out in your own flesh, and God says, I want my battle back. He says, you don't have to fight it. Just stand firm and take your position. So, in other words, you don't have to fight it, you just have to face it. And if you will face it, God says, I will fight it. I don't know any better news in the world than to stand in the reality that the God of heaven and earth is fighting my battles this very moment. To know that when the battle is too much for me, I think God likes big battles. I think God likes impossible situations. You know how I know? When Jesus walked the earth, he would put the disciples in a storm. Why would you send them into the storm when you created the weather systems? Maybe the only way that we'll ever know that he's greater than the storm is if he puts us in the storm and enables us to survive in the middle of it. It's not my battle. It's not my battle. Some of us deal with shame our whole life. We spend our whole life trying to get rid of our shame. Do you not know that you are defeat? You are fighting a foe that has already been defeated, that your shame was already taken care of at the cross, that whatever you did, yeah, there's consequences. Yeah, there's, there's change that is required, but if you are dealing with your shame, you are fighting a, an enemy that was already defeated. I thank God that I don't have to fight my shame. It's too big for me. The blood of Jesus was enough. The cross of Jesus was enough. The place where he died for me is the place that I live from. And I just want to let you know today that if it's too big, it's not yours. If it's too big for you, God says, you don't even have to fight this one. Now, you don't get to run away, but watch what he told him to do. 
He said, I want you to face your enemy and worship in the face of the attack. The devil is so confused when you praise God and everything is going wrong. It gives him a panic attack. The devil cannot find his pill bottle fast enough. When you start praising God and you just went through, you just got the worst news that you've had in three years, and you start praising God, talking about God did it, God did it, God did it. You know what that does? That turns the enemy's own attempt against him because what he tried to do to break your faith only made it stronger. So now you're talking about God did it and he made the devil pay for it and everything that came against you. Watch this. David went up against Goliath. He didn't have a sword. Goliath did, but David had a rock. You got to hit the devil with what you got. So what do you have? Have you got a praise? Give it to God. Your praise will push back dark. Your praise will silence the voice of the accuser. Your praise will drown out condemnation. Your praise will make a way in the wilderness. Your praise will bring water from a rock. Your praise will bind the attempt of the enemy. Your praise will still the hand of Satan. Your praise will be, bring joy to depression. Your praise will speak peace to a storm. Your praise will do it. Do you have a praise? And when he, when he took the rock, this freaked me out. When he took the rock and it hit Goliath in the head, have you heard this Bible story? Knocked him down. The next thing he did was to go and take his sword because he was going to need it later. All 200 of y'all missed that. The attack that you are facing today is going to give you the weapon that you need for tomorrow. Goliath can't kill you. So whoever this message is for, God said, you got to face it. You can't fight this on your own. And all of the ways that we manipulate our lives and all of the ways that we manipulate our situations, and then we come to this point, like Jehoshaphat, where we realize there's nothing I can do about this one. This one is too big for me. And God says, really? That might be a sign that the battle is not yours.
Nothing good in me You are love, you are love On display for all to see You are light, you are light When the darkness closes in You are hope, you are hope You have covered all my sins To your embrace 